0: Welcome to the Practical NLP podcast with me, Andy Smith. This episode is an extract from Fram Wilson's Growth Mindset Live event last month, where he interviewed various experts around the subject of escaping from your day job and building your own business. Most of the people he interviewed were experts on making money online, affiliate marketing, and that kind of thing. If you know me, you'll be aware that I'm not really a marketing guy, so I thought I'd better offer something different. So what you get in this recording is a little bit about my escape from a job that I wasn't suited to 30 years ago, some tips on how to make better decisions than I made, how to make sure that what you're going for is actually what you want, and also an exercise borrowed from appreciative inquiry to help you identify what you really love doing. Fran was an ideal interviewer in that he mostly just let me talk. Plus, he was up for being a demo subject. You can find him at fran-wilson.com. Let's join the interview. Hey, Andy. Hi. You see me? Hear me? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, hear you Loud and clear. I hope you can hear me as well.
1: Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, everyone, this is Andy Smith. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a practical, appreciative inquiry facilitator and emotional intelligence coach
0: um yeah uh that's right well appreciative inquiry is the method that I'm largely concentrating on now my course is called practical appreciative inquiry because there's a lot of theory in a lot of the appreciative inquiry stuff and I aim to fill in like the missing bits of practice that you might not get um but that's you know that's a specialized thing um yeah I also used to be uh, a hypnotherapist. I used to be, well, still am, an NLP trainer, although I haven't uh, trained any courses for a while. But I've uh, created some products using hypnosis and NLP uh, to help people to create the life you want, which is a workshop that I also used to run um, way back in the day. I've learned a few things since then. So yeah, and. Um, yep. What I'm giving people uh, today is actually a little audio book, uh, Introduction to NLP and how to put principles in into, your, into action in your life, even without having to have any like training in it or know any techniques or anything. The principles are really valuable, but also a self-hypnosis audio called Achieve Your Goals, which will is designed to help you boost your motivation and um you know keep keep going when things get rough and get clearer about what you want all of that stuff which you need
1: god incredible yeah um so yeah i don't know if you want to just share more about your your journey really just sort of how you got to where you are now i, I don't know just
0: <laughs> yeah okay it, well
1: it, it, it sounds very unique sort of you know specialized area isn't it
0: um I haven't really come across yeah. that before. Yeah, uh, well, there's, there's just shows there's a load of stuff out there. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you where I'm now and uh, then I'll talk about a little bit about where I came from and um, how I got there and some of the mistakes I made so, so to try and, yep. uh, try and save people from making those mistakes. That would uh, That would be good. Uh, all right. So currently, yeah, we're living in a beautiful little medieval village in France, and I work about as much as I want to. And when I do work, it's doing stuff I love, um, which is the appreciative inquiry stuff and writing books and creating videos and knowledge products and so on. But I can pretty much pretty much in control of my own life at this point. Yeah. Um, However, this wasn't always the case. So, um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be shocked when you look at me. Obviously, but uh, 30 years ago, I was in a job that I really didn't like and uh, really felt I wasn't any good at. I wasn't deriving any satisfaction from. Which was, I was working in IT back then in the UK. But and I don't know if some of your um, some of your viewers uh, will, or some of the participants here, will be in the same position now. Because um, if they are, I hope I can share some things to help them. Where you're doing the job for the money, uh, and you've kind of you've kind of drifted into it, but uh, you don't particularly feel you're any good at it. You don't um, you're not that interested in it. You'd love to do something else, but you don't know what and. In my case, I was always, uh, I was always worried that uh, I was gonna get found out as well as being uh, kind of a, an imposter in the job, which indeed did happen one day when the project I was working on went wrong and I was kind of in the frame for it going wrong. So I was desperate to get out of that job. This is right, lesson number one, don't wait until you're desperate And think about where you want to be before you are forced by events to make a move. So I wanted to get out of that job. All of my motivation at that point was away from. So I wanted to get out of this situation, which is fine. But away from motivation is not a direction. Okay, Away is not a direction um, because you can move in any direction and you'll get a certain distance away from where you are. So um, I followed an ad in uh, the classified bit of a respectable broadsheet newspaper. It said, um, become a stress auditor, earn 300 to 600 pounds a week. This is back when that was decent money, uh, working 10 to 20 hours a week. So I thought, okay, I'm stressed, I can relate to that. So I followed this up and it turned out it wasn't that at all. It was actually a training course for hypnotherapists and they kind of got some of their graduates into a, a little employee assistance program. They had one client, which was a small building society with about five employees. And on the strength of that, they were advertising this uh, enormous thing um, without actually saying what it was. But I did it anyway because I was desperate. Course was expensive. Uh, did it anyway because I was desperate. Course actually wasn't very good. But I completed it. I set up as a hidden therapist so I kind of retrained and I found that despite the training not being very good I actually enjoyed it and being good at my job was like a a sensation that I hadn't encountered before in in like 20 years so or 12 years actually it was Um, so I stuck with that and you know, started helping people and started making amazing differences in, in their life, in, in most cases anyway. And I was always looking for better ways to improve my skills because, as I said, the training I'd had even without any previous experience, I could see it wasn't that great. So I met some neurolinguistic programming NLP practitioners that I was personally impressed by, and I thought, wow, I've got to learn this read some books about it, uh, did an NLP practitioner course, then a master practitioner course the next year, then a trainer's course the next year. And all the time I was using this NLP stuff in my hypotherapy practice. I, I was lucky, I had you know clients to try stuff out on and it worked really well most of the time. So I started training other people to be NLP practitioners, whether they were therapists, coaches, consultants, just people wanting to develop their own lives Um, so started to move more into executive coaching got some um, corporate training gigs doing emotional intelligence started uh, training for executives started flying out to Malaysia and Dubai and Saudi Arabia and Egypt occasionally Singapore um, to to run corporate training which was great um, you know, flying to Malaysia to do three days training knocks you out for a week because of jet lag, and time differences and so on. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's nice to see, you know, different bit of the world and yep. five star hotels and stuff. Okay. So over time you can start refining down, um, into what you're really, really interested in. So I love doing NLP, but it, there's a lot of NLP trainers out there. So I created some knowledge products for NLP trainers, but uh, I'm focusing more on the appreciative inquiry stuff, still do some coaching, still creating products, audios and so on for personal development and helping people to find their way. So, yeah, and then we moved to France like 11 years ago and haven't regretted it for a day, even though because I'm still working in English, my French is crap, but it's uh... (laughs) like mine. (laughs) Do we want to sort of share some tips and things? Is that what you want me to? Yeah,
1: sort of strategies how, how you sort of just progress forward in, in life. Really, that, that that's all. You know, that's what I'm trying to that's sort of the message today, and you know, help help break helping people break the patterns of limiting beliefs and you know that procrastination. You know, that's a that's a common one. So things like that, just just what yeah what you use uh, absolutely strategies.
0: Um, there is a there is a theory with procrastination that um, actually the best thing to do is to use it creatively and you know there's this one big thing that you're putting off doing but while you're putting off doing that there's a load of other useful little things that you can do instead so you can actually get loads done while you're procrastinating um, but then again another thing you can do is just simply to ask yourself right now and you might want to try this at home actually. Oh, what's the most important thing that you're avoiding right now just give people a minute to think about that you might want to write it down uh, in case you forget the get most it important later thing on, you're fascinating avoiding fascinating stuff that uh, we're going to be talking about yeah what are you or what are you resisting most right now would be another one and uh yeah don't tell us because it might be some sort of deep dark thing but um it will contain some useful information probably for each individual person um yeah so i I, you'll be getting um sort of some techniques and some ways for people to create the life you want like um you know being an affiliate for things and and so on which is all fantastic and it's really important as well as ways of getting to where you want to be. It's really, really, really important to get an idea of actually where you want to be. Otherwise, you could set off and do amazing things, but going in slightly the wrong direction. And, yeah. uh, you know, the very worst case scenario is you work your butt off, you get somewhere and you think, oh, actually, is this all there is? This isn't quite where I wanted to be at all. Um, so you don't want that. So It's useful at the start of the journey to really think about where you want to be. And in particular, if you're starting a new life, uh, you're you're having a a career swerve, you're ditching your old career, you're leaving your old things behind. Think about what do we actually want to keep from the old stuff that we regret losing? Because there will be some things in there that are working for you. And it's really helpful if uh, you know what they are, because that will give you a truer compass to actually get to where you really want to be. So um, this is kind of informed uh, by the appreciative inquiry stuff. Again, um, you know, we can't have a dialogue with individuals apart from you, Fran. um, But Again, people might (laughs) want to ask themselves this at home. Actually, can I? Can I ask you, how, how long have we got, by the way? What's the deadline for my segment?
1: We got, no, you know, five,
0: ten minutes, whatever. Like,
1: it, I'm open to it going on a little bit. But, yeah, oh, if you want to... Five, like, 10 minutes, if, okay. If you want to put you know, a question out there and people can add it in the chat, that's not a problem. Yeah, I'm happy for you to do that.
0: What I'd like everyone to think about is think about a time when you felt you were... in. Really, the right place, one of the best experiences of your work life so far. Even if overall your work life has not been something that you want to continue in that direction, nevertheless, there will have been some little fleeting bright spots or um, transcendent moments. So, think about one of the best experiences of your professional life so far, a time when you felt really in the right place, when you were on top of things, when you were really enjoying yourself, when you were making a difference, whatever was important to you. I just think about that. And if we had loads of time, I'd ask you to tell me about it because the more you talk about it, the more kind of deeply into it, you relive the experience and you get more useful information. As you think about that, this is truncating the process somewhat, but um, it's also worth asking, what is it about that experience that's important to you? What makes it a significant experience to you? What made it a significant experience to you? Because what we're starting to get at there is your values, what motivates you, and also the criteria you've got for deciding whether something is right or whether something is wrong for you. So. What's important to you about that? There'd probably be, I don't know, three or four things that you can put your finger on. So um, with that, yeah, actually, Fran, without it, did, you, did, did something spring to mind, a good experience that you've had in your, or a great experience that you've had in your, in your work life?
1: There's been quite, quite a few, to be honest. Um, sure.
0: So, yeah, if you pick one of the, one of the good ones, it doesn't have to be like the best ones, uh, but, um, you know, a good one, a really good one. One of them,
1: actually, funny enough, is actually in sort of later years of my engineering career in the transition of the online space, where I was in developing a hypercar. That's one. Of, that was one of my last jobs. Okay. Um, as a you know, the gearbox software calibration, soft, software calibration. Um, so I was down at one of the tracks, so Brown's Hatch in the UK for an exclusive day. So that was one. You know, doing some development work. Okay. It's literally an exclusive day for us. So that was a massive highlight for me. Um
0: so so what was it about it that made that highlight?
1: Firstly, my biggest passion is motorsport. So when I was down at a racetrack, you know, that was really the, huh. the, the first thing. Yeah. I was work, I was developing a hypercar, and I was working on some sophisticated software. I could connect a laptop to a in, into the you know the 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 vehicle, the car, and I could update. How would the gearbox basically changed you now its performance, mm-hmm. um, its characteristics. Um, so things like that I was like this, it's just because it was high tech, very yeah. highly skilled, high tech role.
0: Okay. So we're already getting that um, you leading edge stuff is important to you, highly skilled stuff is important to you. What else is important to you? What, what else? Uh, was great the, the environment the,
1: the environment i was in was actually t- teamwork so it wasn't just me on my own it was a group of us we had a yeah. professional driver we had you know mechanics we had other engineers so it was literally team effort and that's that's something that's big to me so teams like the environment you know working together as, as a unit
0: okay
1: um, so yeah that, that really stood out for me you know that, that one day event just again it, it, it almost made me think you know do i carry on with this career and because because of that environment that space i was in
0: yeah but of course you weren't always in that environment and not every day was like that no (laughs) okay but it's giving you some pointers as to and you've obviously thought about this quite a lot because you've been you know thinking about your own personal development and learning loads and so on uh it's giving you some even without that just thinking about that experience and and what's important to you about it what was great about it what's significant about it um is giving you pointers as to what you still need to fulfill in your new life it won't be everything because there'll be um, other values other things that are important to you as well just to go back to the towards away from thing um, so away from is basically away from motivation is stuff you want to avoid right stuff you don't want to happen stuff you're worried about happening stuff you want to get away from So there'll be aspects of your old job that probably you want to get away from. As I say, that's not a direction. The other other downside of just having away from motivation, just wanting to get out of somewhere, is you might quite like to be somewhere else, but the closer you get to that arbitrary goal that you've set yourself, the further away you are from the thing that's motivating you. So the danger is you get far enough away from it and then your motivation just sort of runs out and you sit there until the next thing you want to avoid comes along third downside of just having away from motivation is it's stressful because you're always thinking about what you want to get away from now yeah contrast that with towards motivation so if you have thought about where you want to get to what's important to you about it and you think wow i'd really like to be over there first of all you've got a direction now You know where you're going. And if you get knocked off course, because stuff will inevitably happen, you know, um, technical limitations will limit the number, whatever. Or, uh, you know, there'll be a, the, the, the price of gas will go up five times or whatever it is. Yeah, there's going to be unexpected things happening occasionally. And you get knocked off course a little bit. If you know where you're going, you can correct your course and go back there. If you get knocked off again, you can correct it again. And you just get closer and closer to your goal all the time. It doesn't run out towards motivation because, you know, the closer you are to where you want to get to, actually you've only got one more step. Is your motivation going to run out? Is it hell? You're going to get there. Um, Third thing, it's not stressful to think about. So while you're motivated, you're thinking about where you want to get to. And it's good stuff that you're, you're thinking of. Your internal representations, as we say in the NLP community, are of good things. So even if objectively right now the starting situation is horrible you've got this dream of where you want to go to and that's what you're thinking about so you're feeling good you're in a, a resourceful emotional state while you're thinking about that goal which means you've got access to more of your inner resources or all of your inner resources which you'll need you know to actually to actually get there so um yeah. this is why you need a substantial chunk of towards motivation and think about where you want to go rather than just i want to get out of this that can be a great you know boot up the mm. bottom to get you moving but yeah. um after that you need some sort of towards motivation incredible is that i, I yeah i i hope that's uh, a bit helpful anyway um yeah. i know where i want to get to <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah good And the more you, and you said, feel good when you think about that, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, You might also want to do a bit more of a sort of values audit as well, because the things that you were thinking about that came out of your great experience at the Mm -hmm. racetrack, doing that technical stuff with that great team, doing leading edge stuff, and probably actually getting feedback moment to moment as well that you you know the changes you were making you could see the differences i dare say there's all sorts of like readouts and stuff that we're telling you yep as well as that there'll be other things as well which are important which weren't necessarily showing up in that experience so it's worth doing like a full list of your values in an ideal world you'd have a coach or just even a friend to ask you these questions because Um, we take things more seriously when it's another human being asking us stuff rather than, like, filling in a survey on paper or something. So you've got that list of uh, things that are important. You could also ask yourself, what else is important? And get some more answers and what else is important. You probably get to a point where you think, ah, can't think of anything else. Now, when I have that with my clients or my students, I just... Smile and nod and say, Yeah. And what else is important? Because what they've probably done is they've got the things out which are like front of mind that they're consciously aware of. There will be other motivating values in there as well, which are kind of maybe a bit deeper seated, maybe not so much front of mind. Maybe they're not consciously aware of them, but their unconscious mind will be aware of them and it will be shaping their actions. So I basically just go on asking them, and what else is important until there's a danger of them getting annoyed with me in which case I'm losing rapport because so I stop <laughs> yeah. well no it's not that they've gone too deep it's just you know they they have they've, re- they've reached the genuine end of their list or they're getting bored with it or whatever um so you have got a whole list of values the first ones you come out with are not necessarily the most important ones um they're just the ones that were like front of mind so the next thing you can do is you you can go down your list if you've written them down and just ask yourself okay if I could only have one of these, which one would it have to be? Uh, actually, I'm going to ask you that now, Fran. Actually, in your new career, those values that you mentioned, those things that you mentioned that are important to you, if you could only have one of those, what would it be? What would it have to be?
1: So, what are my values?
0: Yeah, one of the things that, you know, like in that experience at the racetrack, uh, one of the things that the aspects that made it great mm-hmm. that you were telling me about that uh, made it really stand out for you
1: probably like togetherness you know sort of the unity community or you know togetherness really
0: right so working as a team yeah so in other words if you were just sort of doing coaching or training or whatever on your own you never saw anyone you'd be seriously unmotivated in no time probably
1: yeah you could do it but you wouldn't be very happy <laughs> i need to be around people basically that, that's yeah. the big okay. thing about me
0: Right, cool. So number one value there, togetherness. And then, all right, so togetherness, you've got that, whatever happens, you're going home with that tonight. So if you could just have one more value, what would that have to be?
1: Again, a big thing for me is personal freedom.
0: Right, personal freedom. So togetherness, number one, personal freedom, number two. And you could go down your list like that. um, And what you end up with is a hierarchy and the yep. ones at the top will be like essential. The ones nearer the bottom will be like nice to have, but you could sort of manage without them. This will give you a checklist to evaluate any kind of offer that comes along or, you know, if somebody offered you a day job uh, that was too good to turn down. You know, you could evaluate it against that. And this is, this is going to be true, even if people are not thinking about setting up on their own, but if they're just thinking about, you know, I just want to switch careers or get a different job this will give you a checklist to evaluate any kind of job offer against or any you know joint venture offer or whatever it is Mm. and if it hasn't got if it doesn't hit the top six or seven of those criteria then probably forget it because you won't be entirely fulfilled so I'll,
1: be, so I'll be out of integrity if it, if it doesn't meet those values. Um,
0: it wouldn't, well, it wouldn't necessarily be out of integrity. You know, you might not be doing anything that you think is wrong, but it might not be as satisfying for you. It might not be as motivating. It might not want you to sort of jump out of bed every morning as much as something that ticked all of those boxes. You wouldn't feel as fulfilled. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, if there's something that compromised your moral standards, then you're not going to touch that. But, uh, but yeah.
1: So, yeah, discovering your, discovering who you are in life, basically, that, that's,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, what's important to you, where you want to get to. Yeah, self-awareness is super important because we're not that encouraged to be self-aware, to know what we really want, you know, because when, well, maybe different now, I don't know, but when I went to school, it was all about following rules and, you know, get these qualifications and then you'll get a good job and then go to university, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I ended up in a job that I didn't like at all. The money was okay, but um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled a lot of the time. Um, I was fulfilled a lot by, you know, the, I had good mates there and uh, good banter yep. and stuff. But at the same time, uh, the work was pretty meaningless as, as, as I experienced it. And, and I could have gone a lot further, achieved a lot more, felt a lot happier sooner in life if I'd been more aware of, what I wanted, what suits me, um, what's important to me, really. Yeah, because that's the motivation. Yeah, of course. I was
1: going to say, what w- one thing I experienced was like awareness of like politics in, in global companies, Mm-hmm. the political noise, and it was like that's something I just didn't didn't agree with and couldn't couldn't chat face. Let's say.
0: Yeah, uh, and of course, you know, some people revel in that. Some people thrive in it. And, and, yeah. and
1: hierarchy, you know, the, you've got oh, to go yes. through so many hoops and for approval, like. yeah yeah
0: um yeah so anyway anyone in a position of sort of corporate power or running their own business here it's a really good idea to sort of put the decision making power as far as low down the hierarchy as it's reasonable to go so that people can make decisions based on um what they know because people lower down the hierarchy know stuff that the people at the top don't Mm -hmm. inevitably because of uh the jobs that they do so decision making should be at the right level and people will be a lot yeah. happier with it amazing wow
1: thank you so yeah. much
0: oh it's my pleasure yeah
1: that was a deep conversation you know that was you know something <laughs> i probably need more of
0: <laughs> um <laughs> well yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know where i am friend so uh, <laughs> yeah so um yeah i do occasionally have a bit of space for coaching clients as well people can get to it from uh, from that link brilliant
1: but yeah, right. no, I appreciate your time. You, no, I'm very grateful. Thank you so it's much. A, it's,
0: a, it's a real, real pleasure, Fran. And uh, I'm very happy to have uh, had this chat to meet some new people, meet some old friends as well, um, which is great. And uh, yeah, I'll. Yeah. Uh, shall I get off now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there we are. I'll link to some articles about values, elicitation, motivation, and appreciative interviews in the show notes. If you want to find out more about Appreciative Inquiry, visit my other website, coachingleaders.co.uk, for loads of articles and videos, plus the practical Appreciative Inquiry course that starts soon. This episode is brought to you by me. More specifically, my online store at webstore.nlppod.com, where you can find podcast-back episodes, motivational self-hypnosis audios, and also resources for NLP trainers, like the trainers pack of NLP exercises, my customizable, rebrandable NLP practitioner course manual, and the new NLP practitioner slide deck. All of these trainer resources are designed to save you huge amounts of time and effort designing your NLP courses. Get them at webstore.nlppod.com. See you next time.